You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rusk. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rusk Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rusk AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. There's no doubt about it, Owen. The Christmas season and summer holidays are mighty expensive. So I thought in today's episode, we'd share some practical ways that you could consider saving money this Christmas from food to gifts to holidays and not set yourself back financially this season. Yeah, I like it. Tis the season, Kate, to be frugal, um, but also- Not too frugal. Also to be on brand and happy and spend and enjoy the time with your family and friends and- um, get amongst the spirit of Christmas and giving. Um, have you already planned your gifts? Because I know you're a very you're very planned and methodical <laughs> in what you gift to people, and you plan a long way in advance. Where are we on that journey? Uh, I, I'm about seventy percent planned and purchased so far. Wow. So um, every year I'll open a, a page up in my notes app and put everyone's name down and my ideas underneath and like tick off when I purchase them. So you do this, say... October, November. So we're in November now and you would do this for Christmas 2024. Oh, no, no. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so you're not a like planning a year out. in advance. It's you like, don't know who that person will be in a year. Um, oh, well, people yeah. change. People's interests and hobbies change. Uh, no, October 23 for December 23. Okay. So we've got some savings ideas uh, for folks uh, and how to think ahead. Um, everyone gets a little bit anxious this time of year because they've got their budget in place and if they haven't allocated a certain amount for gifts or for giving to friends and family or whoever, then they get to this point and they're like, well, I had this money earmarked for something else and now I 
I've got to give some, you know, presents to my in-laws or to the nieces and nephews or whoever. I think that can be the hard part too, because at Christmas you're bringing people with different values potentially together and different values about giving and receiving gifts. So some families might everyone expects a gift or some families Mm. will do a secret Santa where each person just has to give and receive one gift. And so when you bring different people together, you might have one approach and someone else might have another approach and it can become a little bit of a source of tension, I think. Yeah. Um, It's interesting when you have couples and you come together like this, and also sometimes there is a big family on one side and a small family on the other side. And um, we're not the first people to say that sometimes it gets complicated, right? Because you think, well, we've bought 10 presents for that side of the family and only two for this side. Is that fair or is it per head or, you know, how do you sort these things out? I think coming back to planning is really helpful and working out if it's just you or if it's you and someone else, what's your budget for Christmas this year and how much mm. are you prepared to spend and what your values are? Because for if you have a really important goal that you're working towards next year and you've communicated that like getting into the property market is really important for you next year, you've communicated with that with your family, well, maybe this year you spend a little bit less at Christmas time because you've got another goal you're really working towards. But I think it's that communication piece as well, because if you turn up to Christmas Day and everyone else is bringing gifts and you're Mm, not, well, is there another way you can contribute, whether it's helping with the prep and the cleanup or bringing some of the food instead or the beverages? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I've got to admit, Kate, I I get so frustrated. This is probably going to be, this is not very kosher of me to say on the podcast, but I get so unbelievably frustrated the amount of presents that children get. I can, it almost drives me mad. And this is something that's like very contentious to say maybe on a podcast, but I just don't think in our modern society that kids need the amount of plastic and toys that we give them. I think the best uh, gift ever invented for a, a very small child is an empty toilet roll. Um, <laughs> they will make themselves entertained with you having fun with them and spending time with them. And it, my point is that I think we overcompensate with material things at this time of year when what people really want is they just want kind of the the relationships and the connection with people and just the idea of catching up and letting the kids run around the backyard. I think that's what they really want. That's just my mm. personal view. And so- I mean, I'd trade time with family over gifts yeah. in any time yeah. for, for Christmas, especially. I think a, a lot of people would, but some people wouldn't. Like, um, I know that gift giving is a very important culture amongst some families um, and it does show planning and thought and those types of things. I just have a very strong view that kids just want time with you and they want relationships and even adults too. That's probably what they want. Um, like most adults can afford to buy. I remember when I was 18, 19, and we'd go to family catch-ups. And I just get Lynx Africa every year. I think one year I got like five deodorant cans. Because <laughs> the in-laws didn't know what to it's get, a, but they felt obliged message, to I get think. something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Got that in breath mints. Um, you only have one set of in-laws, though. Yeah, but they didn't communicate. And <laughs> as you said, so then I don't know, with a lot of links. Um, but even one idea you could try adding if Christmas is a bit stressful this year, maybe your family will agree to a spending limit on gifts. So mm. no gift can be more than $50 and everyone agrees to, to keep that limit. 
Yeah, I like that. Uh, another really good option is to do a Secret Santa style thing with your family. So you can add a spending limit to that too. So everyone gets one or two family members to buy a meaningful gift for, but it's not having to buy a gift for everyone. And then everyone's on the same page and it's a bit of fun as well because you get to guess who mm. gave you the present. We usually have those types of rules, obviously, for adults who don't necessarily need gifts. Um, but then for kids, it might be expanded a little bit. So you can have, for the youngsters, they can have a little bit more um, because it's like that's probably where they're at. Um, and I think it's just about communication, like you said, having that, that communication in advance. Like we have a per head limit. Um, so that way kind of everyone's treated equally. Well, thereabouts, like we're not like down to the cent or anything, but um, that way everyone's treated equally and it doesn't feel like one family member has more or less at least from our perspective. And that's especially important if you're bringing families together with different financial resources because mm. it's it's tough if one family member is giving really expensive gifts and another family struggling and maybe they can't afford gifts this year. And I think that can make it quite tense on Christmas Day as well. Yeah, there's obviously a chance in some families for that to happen, right? Like the old uh, competition keeping up with the Joneses. But th there's a lot of items that you can get, Kate, that wouldn't be super costly either and more focus on the experience of people. Like you said, you can trade maybe your time for um, money in this instance. So um, instead of buying an expensive gift, you do something. Maybe you take them, take family to the park or you go for a picnic or um, I know a lot of families- Offer your babysitting services. Yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> they really appreciate that, I'm sure the parents. But even going to like along the beach, if you live near the beach, you could have, you know, there's a lot of public barbecues and that sort of stuff where you can set up there and you can have a day out. That's so much fun. Yeah. And Camping. Even, yeah. Experiences as well. So mm. that's what I try and do a little bit more these days since most adults buy what they want when they want it. Mm. So um, if I can take friends and family to a show or an ex interactive experience, I'd prefer to do that. Yeah. How about then for any, are there any like tools or services people can use to find ideas, like to help them save money? Like if they are intent on buying something, like are there websites, I know that Catch of the Day is one of those websites where people go and they look for deals. Uh, is there any other th places you would suggest? Yes. Yeah, so the time this episode comes out, Cyber Monday, Black Friday sales will be over, but there are always a lot of sales leading up to Christmas because people know that you're in a purchasing mm. frame of mind. So um, just having a look at any brands you want to purchase from, do they have any sales? Uh, if you can use cashback sites, so if you're already going to spend the money, you've talked about raise rewards in the past where you get a percentage of your purchase invested into your portfolio, mm -hmm. anything like that where you can take advantage of discounts, cashbacks. Uh, even one of the ideas I saw online was just going and finding all of your old gift cards mm. and <laughs> using them or re-gifting them because most of them have a three-year expiry these days and a lot of people just forget about them and that's great for brands, not so great for you. I think I still have a couple in like the center console area of my car <laughs> for the home uh, thing. So maybe I could go there. That's actually a great idea. It's probably like three or $400 just sitting there that hasn't been used. Well, so there you go. You've got Christmas, Christmas presents sorted. sorted. <laughs> um, but yeah, then there's like cash rewards. There's the Oz Bargains website. Um, you know what some of my friends have been doing recently? Shout out to Lewis and Kate. Amazing at this. Is they are just, they, every day, I don't know if it's like at night or in the morning or when they're doing it, but they are checking uh, Gumtree and they filter by $0 and see what people are giving away, like furniture, um, he bought a, he got a bar fridge on the weekend that was brand new, um, got it for nothing. And so there's things that you might be able to get 
on these community-based websites as well that don't cost anything and might actually be an opportunity for people to you know, reclaim furniture, turn it into a hobby, something like this, where it's, okay, it's a bit of a change and there's a new thing in the house and whatever, but it didn't cost you anything, which is kind of cool. I mean, even offering your time to help someone set up IKEA furniture, I mean, that would be a gift that I would like. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, me too. Yeah. Or clean, yeah. like anything like with your time or you could make something, just thinking a little bit more outside of the box, yeah. I think, when it comes to, to gifts. And as well, I know events and food costs really skyrocket around December, January as well. Mm. The um, Another one that people probably have heard us talk about before is using um, any type of rewards network or like marketplace, like Commonwealth Bank has one, Macquarie has one, um, like your- Oh yeah, the discounted gift cards. If you're buying someone a gift card, may as well get a discount. May as well do it, yeah. like uh, In Victoria, they have RACV, I think the RACQ have them. Um, I'm sure NRMA or these types of organizations have them as well. But using these networks to get discounts uh, is a great way to do it. Um, And if you're stuck for inspo on Money and Chill in November, we did talk about Amazon and you can filter by uh, reviews there. If you are stuck for very cheap, you can filter by price and reviews. So uh, it's very easy to kind of nail down some ideas. How about on the day? Is there anything that people can do on the day of Christmas? I think on the day, the expensive thing is the food and drink part. So Mm. often one person can end up carrying a lot of that load. So if that's you, maybe thinking about if you can communicate in advance and give everyone a job or a task so that they're responsible for bringing the Christmas crackers or someone's responsible for bringing the pudding and someone's responsible for bringing the champagne. So don't try and carry the whole load yourself if you have people that are coming and are going to be enjoying the day, well, can you share some of the the load when it comes to the food and drink for the day? A lot of them do like that. Like if you extend the offer to say, hey, Kate, can you help me out by bringing over this or can you be in charge of desserts or salads or something? You know, there's a a lot of goodwill in that because they often appreciate it too when they can contribute and particularly people with like dietary um, concerns, like they might have, I don't know, like, nut-free salad that they want to bring, but they're not sure if they you would want them to, but ask them, hey, can you? is there anything you can suggest or bring? Um, it's actually a great way to do it. And if, uh, if you're like most Aussie families, you probably have a barbecue or do something like this over Christmas, um, you can join your, a lot of time your local butcher has like a sales program or something like this that you can join um, and they give you discounts on meat leading up to Christmas and you can freeze it and you can do whatever. So take advantage of that as well. Um, so, in terms of communicating your budget, do you set a budget for yourself when you come into Christmas? Yeah, generally, I sort of have a, a budget. I usually put money aside in advance, but now I have an offset account. I kind mm. of changed my, my strategy of setting up a monthly automation into my Christmas fund. But I have a general gist of this is how much I'm happy to spend on Christmas. But, of course, there's always mm. other expenses because... Most of us take holidays over the summer, so different things come up as well there. How about in terms of um, gifting? Do you gift a lot this time of year? Yeah, I I have a very small family, so there's not that many people. So um, there's just sort of a few main people I get presents for. I always get everyone a book, so that's that's important to mm. me. And then smaller gifts for some family and friends external to that. And do you um, this is something we ha- we could probably do a whole episode on, we probably should. How about like a lot of people this time of year like to donate and um, either their time, like they help out at um, things over Christmas, they might go down and help prepare meals or these types of things. 
um, or even just make donations. So like Vinnie's and these types of places. Um, do you make donations this time of year or is it like just a thing you do any anyway? I donate regularly throughout the year, but Christmas does make me think more about doing that because I know a lot of people are struggling at Christmas time. It can feel like the gap's even wider because if you're seeing everyone have a great holiday and be able to put food on the table, if you aren't able to provide that, that feels quite stark in contrast. And so I think donating to things like Food Bank, Oz Harvest, personally for me, the Smith family um, and things like that. I haven't done this, but I would like to donate to my time to any local organizations that are putting food together for Christmas Day. So things mm. like that, um, different groups do different initiatives. So it's more about just finding what's in your local area and where you can be of help. Yeah. I love that. I love that idea of giving back at this time of year. Like, um, particularly um, through a lot of the organisations that help out disadvantaged youths or families. That's something that's really close to my heart. So um, I love that type of thing. Um, and you can call, you can visit the charity's website, right? You can visit the, you know, the Smith family website and find out how to get involved or um, just Google for things in your local community or maybe people know. Like in my, in my town, actually, uh, once a week they have... Um, like basically you can come up and you can get soup and you can do like the whole soup kitchen thing. Um, and that's only every now and again. And unless you knew that that was in your community, you probably just drive straight past not thinking about it, but they are out there and they exist in all communities all around Australia. So you can get involved. So I made a joke before that like you're not maybe planning 12 months <laughs> in advance, but if you are thinking, okay, I'm kind of stressed this year. I've got, you know, a lot on my mind when it comes to, um, you know, my budget, my interest rates and my mortgage have gone up, you know, things at work have been a bit tight. I don't know about getting a pay rise, these types of things. And you're pretty stressed. But you're thinking next year, I don't want to be in this situation. So what steps can people put in to make sure that next Christmas things go a bit more smoothly? My big tip here is just creating a buffer fund for next Christmas. And so this is something I've done in the past, not this year, but setting up an automation. So 50 or $100 each time you get paid, goes into a special account that's like for Christmas 2024. And so when you get to Christmas next year, you've got your money put aside, you've got your spending limit. Even if you want to spend more or less than that, the money's already put aside there. And also thinking ahead for holidays. So if you are wanting to go on a trip mm. next summer, so summer of 2024, no, 2025, I guess, mm -hmm. depends how you refer to yep. it. Um, you've got money put aside if you want to go for a trip. So hopefully that will mean next year things are a little bit less stressful. Yeah. And having that buffer is so important because a lot of people get down and out when that doesn't happen. But just building in that redundancy, um, maybe you don't get paid on time. Maybe there's an unexpected cost one month because your car breaks down or something like this. Having those emergency funds and having that buffer um, and also just kind of being kind if you do slip up, you know, Throughout the year, every little bit counts, doesn't it? And that's important. Just be kind to everyone this Christmas time and always. But if people are having a tough time this Christmas, just being a bit kinder with how we approach each other. And I think it's really important that your family shouldn't want you to go into debt for them at Christmas time. Mm. I, I, if you're going to have to take out credit card debt or a personal loan to pay for gifts and to pay for hosting Christmas, well, maybe that's a point where you want to have a conversation with your friends and family and talk about, well, what 
can we realistically do this year? And maybe it's just a barbecue this year and we don't go for the, the full turkey and ham and expensive meal. And maybe we just do homemade gifts this year or a secret Santa with a, a spending limit of $20 or something like that. Yeah. And that's so important, isn't it? It's just kindness goes all the way around. Uh, and particularly this year, families are struggling because all the data suggests that people are saving less. Um, likely mean they're spending less, like Christmas might be the exception to that. It's with interest rates up, you know, going into debt for gifts is definitely something that I would say, unfortunately, is a bad debt. Um, obviously, that some people don't have the, the choice, but just being realistic around that and what you can and can't afford and finding these more creative ways to get involved in saving money. Mm. So whether it's and your Christmas doesn't have to look like everyone else's. Yeah. Yeah, so important. Well said. So there's so many things you can do. We hope that by listening to this episode, you can take away a few things. Like there are ways to save if you're buying new on using discounts, the Honey app for your Chrome browser. Use up those old gift cards. Use the old gift cards um, if you're anything like me. Um, shop on Amazon. Go by the cheapest, uh, highest reviews. Obviously, there's something to that. Um, look on discount websites, uh, Oz Bargains. Use community forums. See what people are giving away or what is really low cost as a secondhand item. Sometimes it's brand new and you might actually be really surprised by what you can get. I know I always am. Um, on the day, maybe you can help out or maybe you can ask someone to help out, which yeah. is probably a bigger thing. Often people are waiting to be asked yeah. and they, they don't always know if they should or could offer. So, And I think just all the events that everyone wants to have over December and January, well, is there a more affordable alternative than just going out to, to a restaurant? Could you do a picnic or a barbecue in the park? Can someone host afternoon tea instead of dinner? That kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. There are so many options. Um, so many options. And it's the, the thing that we try and talk about on the show is not necessarily like and you can agree or disagree, Kay, it's not necessarily, it's not like the lunch that you go to at like the restaurant that might bring you happiness. It's actually the environment. So if you can just take the best bits of that, the people, the environment, and you sub it for something else, yeah, that's what you're getting. That's um, the people. Yeah. And so you can, you can mix and match there. Uh, and donating, if you have time and the capacity and the interest, donating and give back your time um, to the community near you. Find out. Jump on the community groups on Facebook. Maybe you go to a charity's website. There's even giving trees often at shopping centres where yeah. they'll, you can donate a wrapped up gift for a, a child in uh, need as well. And you can donate a lot of your non-perishable foods as well um, to groups and these types of things that make a lot of meals for people that are disadvantaged at Christmas. So important uh, to think this way going into Christmas, I think. so. Um, and obviously take my suggestion as one of the world's best um gifts for a very young child is an empty toilet roll. Um, or a book. Or a book. And my puppy loves the toilet rolls as well, I've got to say, but she does make a mess out of them. Do you have to give your dog a Christmas present? No, you don't. But you just do like to keep them entertained. Otherwise, they take <laughs> off with your teavers, as I found out, so which are those um, sandals. Anyway, that's a whole story for next time. <laughs> Kate, um, this is heaps of fun. Christmas can be a wonderful time. It can also be stressful. Um, send us your suggestions and feedback via Instagram or Spotify. Uh, because then we can share your suggestions for saving money, for gifting, for all of these types of things, the bargains that you find. We actually do really need uh, some suggestions when it comes to finding good gifts on a budget. Um, I know the sponge went down a treat in Money and Chill last month. Did it? Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> did you get any feedback from it? <laughs> I did. I okay, did. okay. People are like, I've heard about this a few times now. I've got to get one. So Scrub Daddy, Monique even here off the side, she went and bought one. So, Oh, gosh, you are an influencer <laughs> <Yeah>. now. 
Five dollars of influence. You've officially had an influence on someone's life. Uh, but let us know. Let us know what you think. And um, we wish you a Merry Christmas and all happiness. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have more to come. So, Kate, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no-obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.